and welcome to another episode of Front Porch Philosophy, which has now become Basement Philosophy, because we're still in the basement. Um, right now, uh, my, my co-host is gazing at the Tamarindo Live Surf Cam mm. um, from Costa Rica, because it's negative 26 here That's wind with chill. wind chill. Wind it's chill it's negative, negative one without wind chill. Actually, um, negative four. Oh, sorry, negative four. And um, so we felt is, it appropriate. This is a special to... Christmas episode, Gary. It is. I forgot to start off by saying Sorry. That. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas. Not yet. And happy holidays. Yes, well, this is a Christmas episode, given that this is the first time we've done one, I think, close to the holidays. I think. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, it's Probably. definitely. It's, it's very cold. I will. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's very cold. I was, I was the only one who went out today at all. Um, it's tough to breathe. In the cold, and the windows on the car freeze shut after about an hour of being outside. So, nice. um, it was a very exciting afternoon. Uh, but yeah, we were looking at the at the camera from the beach at the surf camp we went on vacation to because it's been it's probably 86, 86 and sunny every day for the last month. So would that that's mean if it's eighty six there and it's minus four here, it's ninety degrees warmer there, right? I don't That's know. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know why you torture yourself by looking at that all the time. It's it's research, but oh, it's research. Okay. Um, anyway, so this is our Christmas episode, right? And um, it's kind. I guess it's kind of. Well, not really. We'll, we'll try it's and not really tie in. I mean, right? We'll anyway, do our best. This is, you know, it's well, front porch basement philosophy. Yeah. In minus twenty three wind chills, so. Right. Bear with us, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, the inspiration for today's show uh, comes from an article that I stumbled across from Emergence Magazine. I don't know what else is in this magazine. haven't read anything else from it, but um, that's what it's in. And it's called Navigating the Mysteries by Martin Shaw. Um, I stumbled upon it because an interview I was reading in GQ Magazine with a musical artist... He mentioned the, a quote from this article, um, and I decided to go read it, and I liked it. Were you reading GQ magazine because you got your hair cut? No. Uh, it, I was just reading. They have a Snapchat uh, story uh, thing, and I always uh, click on okay. it. Okay, all know? right. I thought maybe since so, you got your hair cut, you no. were reading GQ magazine. Or no. you were looking at the pictures. No, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Right. But anyway, that's where I, that's where I found it. Um, I'll link the actual article in the... Thing. Do you actually do that? I do actually. No, I don't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I do. Right, because I, I don't really go looking for it, but I just right. No, it's say there. That a lot of times, and I it's just there. never. I never validate. It's there. If, it's there if people want to. It's a mystery to me as to whether or not you do. Yeah. Right. So. Segway. So anyway, this Martin Shaw guy is a mythologist, uh, which means he kind of specializes in uh, myth and like myths from around the world, and he cites a couple. Um, in his article here, but the main uh, the main point of the article um, and why we kind of wanted to talk about it today was because he, being a mythologist and being exposed to these uh, these myths from around the world, um, he has seen how people throughout history have looked at how confusing life is. I guess is an easy way to put it. And what they do in response to that, to the chaos and stuff, is they, is they craft these stories. And so in the article, he says something along the lines of, instead of 
um, waking up every day and feeling anxiety and fear over the fact that you're living in uncertainty. Like, you don't know what's going to happen next. Life is uncertain. Instead, view it as navigating the mystery that is life. And he sees these myths that uh, have come out of cultures for thousands of years now um, as examples of how humanity is hardwired to do just that. Um, That's how we deal with the uncertainty, is instead by viewing it as a mystery to navigate and it kind of falls into these like mythical stories um, that sometimes we, I think, personally don't give the respect they deserve. Um, sometimes I feel like we get wrapped up in being like, oh, they're just old tales from long ago that don't really have any relevance to now. Um, but the questions that these myths are facing are ones that we still ask ourselves today, like, why are we here? Why do we die? Um what happens after we die, all those sorts of things. And cultures and people from around the world have been dealing with those forever. And so um, he kind of talks about how we can reframe our thinking to maybe deal with those questions a little better by going back to our human roots of um, telling and listening to myths. So anyway, that's kind of my introduction. I, I, I like how you summarize some of it. I mean, the first line that... You know, grabbed me when I read it was, I mean, the very first line in the article that said, the correct response to to uncertainty is myth-making. It always was. Not punditry, allegory, or mandate, but myth-making. The creation of stories. So, I had never thought of it that way, that, um, as you said, that that really myth-making is a way to not solve uncertainty but to help you navigate, as he says, you know, through the uncertainty, right? Um, to kind of give you a, a way through it, not to create. I think in today's world, we we seem to think, you know, oh, we have to have an answer to everything, and um, I think maybe that's what causes some of the anxiety is we're trying to answer the un- the unanswerable mm-hmm. in some ways. Um, so I think that's that's pretty cool, and he has a lot of different examples of what he's talking about in there. But um, but I thought it was interesting, you know, given the season that we're in, that um, you know I, I, what I found was the whole notion of um, let me see, I have to scroll down here. Um, the one thing that jumped out to me was he talked about. Um, we have to move from seeing to beholding, and um, that's a cool word to me. Like behold, behold, it. behold. Um, because isn't it in the Christmas story? Behold, a savior is born. Yes. Is it really? I, See, I, I'm, I think pretty it is. Sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm it is. pretty sure that's the language that's used. Right. Behold, a savior is born. So to me, it just jumped out at me in this season to say. Um, and like you said, we give the, the word myth a bad name. Um, and I'm not saying like the, the story is um, um, in our, it, if, but it is a myth, but it's not a myth. It's both a myth and not in a, in a way, right? But it's trying to answer some questions. And oh. what I thought is like rather than just seeing the story for what it is, and trying to make a judgment on it, could we behold the story? It's, um, if you're wondering, actually, it's 
And the angel said unto them, Be not afraid, for behold. Okay. Yeah. Behold what? I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all the people. For there is born to you this child. So that's even better. It says behold. Yeah. The, it doesn't the, say the, see. the request from the divine is right. to behold. To, be, to behold. It is not to see that a child is born. It's right. to behold it. And what he says in this article is to, to see a it's You have to move from seeing to beholding. And to see a situation is to catch the facts of the matter to behold is to witness the story. So I think maybe that's, you know, in this season, I think in the in the past maybe that would that's what I've missed is I'm I'm seeing a story of facts of a oh, oh, oh. Bentley. Somebody's at the front door. Um, he has to go behold what's yes, going on up there. He does. Well, it's probably um, more C for him. I don't know him, who's but... here at minus 25 i can look at our ring at 5 p.m let's see sorry it's a quick detour it's a here quick detour but anyway no it's it's somebody that looks like mr seizure yeah Perhaps. he's dropping off a gift okay this I, is I, the don't season know. I don't know of why, yeah why shelly or somebody's gonna go to the door hey <laughs> um anyway so i think somebody <laughs> ventured out um so. but anyway sorry from seeing to beholding and, and so i would see a story like a a baby born in a manger, da 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 da. You know all the things along that. Um, but uh, but maybe what we need to do is really behold the story, which means to like take it in in a different way. Right. Like seeing, he says, um, seeing is assessment and analysis. Beholding is wonder and curiosity. And I think a lot of the times. We get too caught up in being like, well, what's the, you know, historical evidence for the census that was taken, right, right or whatever, right, to right, get them back right. to Bethlehem and in, in, for, the, for the story of the birth of Jesus and everything. And, but instead, but we aren't like truly curious about finding out. You know, it's, it's a different sort of attitude when approaching right. it. You're assessing it for its truth, right, instead of being curious about how perhaps stories like that are playing out in your life in your life right now or how you could continue to live out what sort of truth is embodied in the story other than assessing it for its factual you know sort of correctness or yeah, whatever I think it's what you've talked about before and other things Garrett it's like how do you and we talked about entanglement in a not a negative way, but in kind of a negative way before. But how do you become? I think if you're behold, if you're holding, like to to behold. I don't want to have to look at the, the you know how the word derives, but it's like you just take it in your hand. You become entangled with it. You become mm-hmm. part of the story rather than just seeing it from afar, right? Kind of thing to me. Yeah. He, um, yeah. It, well, another a, a point. Like, like you said, like instead of seeing it from afar, like when we look at these myths and when we engage with these myths, we see how humanity is called these most myths, like when you think of them are like these epic stories of adventure, right? Or like the Odyssey or something like that. And this is it's it's a reminder that at some point we have to go and walk those questions that we have is how he words it in the article like we have to go out 
and live the question, why are we here, mm-hmm. sort of thing. And that's what, that's what myths call you to do. And it's not just seeing that that's what it's asking of you. It's actually going and acting on that. And that's why, that's why myths are an exciting way to sort of approach the world, because they ask you to participate, I guess. Yeah, and I think it's also, it, I think there's within myth, there's, there's mystery in a way. Um, it's not, you know, yes and no, black and white. It's he also mentions stuff like a third option, right? Yeah. It's between there. Mm-hmm. It's like is there is there is there an option between there? Like, and we look at you were just mentioning, you know, even you know within the Christmas story. Well, the Christmas story and the birth of Jesus only shows up in two of the Gospels, and others it doesn't. And there's a mystery as to what Jesus was like as a youth right like so it's part of the it's part of the and the the fact that there's mystery in the story is part of the story Mm -hmm. i think you know and the fact that oh two of them have it two don't i mean i can see a place where where people said hey um it's not just a historical thing but it's more than that it's like oh here's this you know you're this is being written post you know everything that happened uh, right and it's like oh well here's like so why did why wasn't there because i think there's there's purpose to that there's purpose to the mystery there's purpose yeah. to well, to that magic in it and it at least for me as somebody who is in the age that remains mysterious let's say in this specifically the story of jesus or whatever right mm-hmm. it it's an interesting thing to think about like how I'm living out that period of my life mm-hmm. um, and so it it does it it makes it so that it feels like any anything could happen right and it's but it's not uncertainty right as he says before because you can choose to live in that way and I know a lot of people my age um, or me right look at this time in our in our lives where it's all so uncertain that it's almost crippling right you're like i just don't know what's going to happen next um but i think this article at least for me was really encouraging because the idea of seeing it more as a mystery that has to be like just ex- beheld instead of you know watching my life from the outside as just i don't know what's going to happen next and fearing what life is going to throw at me sort of thing. Um, I don't know. It was just a little bit encouraging. Yeah, I think, what I, I think it's encouraging even someone of my advanced age. I mean, you're basically calling me out. Right, by for being too old. By you're, saying you're, like, you're living it and I'm already <laughs> past it. So you're basically, you know, calling me out. But, but I think, yes, the... Maybe the like we said, maybe the anxieties and stuff are caused by trying to make something certain that is uncertain. Yeah, and to to think of it about navigating the mysteries is where all the excitement of all the stories are from. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a call, as he says in the end of the article, it's a call to something deep, right? I mean, there was another part of the the story that I mean, part of the article that I liked that said. Um, uh, you know something about you know if if we're just living almost at the human level 
Like, there's nothing, like, exciting about that. It's just a bunch of information. Yeah. And it's not very deep, but where, but where, um, but where the mystery is and the excitement is below the surface. And um, you have to, he says, like a journey to the underworld. Yeah. And come back with something for that. And that's a lot of what's in myths, right? You know, whether yeah. it's Pinocchio to the belly of the beast, whether it's the story and his thing. Yeah. I mean, or even... it's Demeter and Persephone. Right. Even, I mean, we're talking about the Christmas story, um, but the end of the end of Jesus's life afterwards, it says that he went to the underworld before he came back. So... Yes, I, I think there's it's it's there, and and as you said before, it's like how are we living that out? And I think it is a great kind of way to look at it. Like I I don't need to find the answers so that I'm living in a certain world. I just need to embrace the mystery and and find ways to navigate it. And part of it is the myth that. Um, mythical stories help and then the myth that is your own life as you write it right i think is 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 encouraging Um, i've already written most of mine according to you well no i was just i was saying that particularly because that i know what you're saying here well jesus also didn't make it to your age so you know that's also unwritten so it's it's just as mysterious as Uh, his okay and now you're trying to just cover yourself because it's so close to christmas right (laughs) but the gifts have been wrapped today so right um, and I just he has so much good stuff in the article and I just think you should read it um, I did read it I know you did yeah, I'm talking to the, the people, people who are listening. on the other side of the mic um, you can actually also listen to it he reads it right yes he does read, read it. it he has a nice voice so uh, I didn't I didn't hear it so um, but uh, yeah I recommend it too it's a, it's a pretty quick read it's just an article and uh, he's got some pretty neat stuff. I had to look up the people, some of the people that he mentioned, that like, yeah. the artist and this other guy, that you know, thing. So you know, you agree with it or don't agree with it, but I think the overall concept of, um, and I think it's it's tied into what you've said before, Garrett, about left brain, right brain kind of stuff, and it's it's the certainty and uncertainty feels like a a uh, a rational, logical kind of thing whereas mythology feels a little more more right brain intuitive holistic kind of thing yeah i i also want to bring up one more one more part of the article when he talks about honesty and um he has a really cool image of uh the idea that we're all on a prayer mat all the time Mm -hmm. kneeling down Mm -hmm. and that sometimes we need to notice that prayer mat and what it's built on and really that's kind of an analogy for like noticing how how the time and place that you live in and the people that you're with have sort of like shaped you and support you right um and be honest with yourself about that because in myth they're all founded in the culture from which they're from right they all have these specific um, these specific things that they center around. And a lot of the time, the imagery um, is different yet the same across culture, but it's still deeply ingrained in where it came from at what time, right? And um, he points out that myths remind us to be honest with ourselves about where we are and everything and like see how that plays into the kind of person you are right. and how your myth might be played out. Because, of course, 
myths today um, that we might tell are going to look different from myths from Mesopotamia, yes. right, or ancient Greece, yes. or whatever, because the world is different. Um, and that's, but that's not something to fear. Sometimes I know I get frustrated because it feels like the world is less of a magical place than the one that I read about in history books and stuff like that. But I think it's perhaps because we don't mythologize existence as much as they used to and live in the mystery and embrace it and instead yeah, it's all viewed as uncertainty. I, I, I agree with you. I also think I struggle with the word myth just because of the baggage that it gets. Well, yeah, it's, so I'll use the we word had a, story. In my, in my myth class, we had a whole, the entire first week was dedicated to the professor trying to get rid of our, you know. Your mental baggage. Yeah, that myth. comes with myth. Right, so I'll just use the word story. Yeah. Okay, feels less uh, fraught with danger, but mm-hmm. anyway. So, if you look down at your prayer mat, again, in this season, you could see the birth of, the story of the birth of Christ as part of the things that's on the prayer mat that when you look down has helped make you who you are. Mm -hmm. It's just part of our culture, and all those stories are, right? Um, so there's a scene of that on the prayer mat. There's a scene of other things. So I think that's what he's kind of saying, which is which is a cool, a cool way of, of picturing it. Like and like we might be, I think as he says, we might be kneeling on that mat because we need to, but we never look down at it. And if we look yeah. down at it, we would see those those stories, yeah. which is which is cool. Um, but it's not, it's not like you kneel down. And you see just this chaotic uncertainty. You kneel down and you see stories, um, but the stories have mystery in themselves. Yep. Um, so at the end of the article, he sort of concludes how, I mean, he views himself as a storyteller, right? And he says that he's taking a break from telling stories, but he's thinking about getting back into it. And that's kind of his living out of his myth. But he really he re- really ends it with a really beautiful statement. Um just simple, that this is a moment of unexpected possibility, right? For him writing this article, right, he's in a, he's in a space of mm-hmm. unexpected possibility, but it's a reminder that we each are all the time, really. Um, no matter what stage of life you're in or whatever, it's always constantly a moment of unexpected possibility. And instead of viewing the, that moment with fear or anxiety, view it as something that is offering you the chance to um, explore a mystery that, you know, no one else gets to explore but you. Maybe we're all babes in a manger right. every day as we wake up. All right. So um, I thought the idea was really beautiful. And yeah. um, as we enter the new year, something to yeah. something to consider. So happy holidays, everyone. Um And we'll see you in the next one. Looking forward to warmer weather. Right. Peace out.